Rest, recover, rise with 4.5 CBD oil. The world's first certified 0% THC CBD oil. Welcome to It's Not The Length, episode 18. I'm your host, producer, and charismatic leader, Paul Evans. Joining me down the line from an undisclosed location in southern England's excess death rate hinterland is a man who splits his time between being campaign manager for Kanye West's presidential bid and being the World Surf League's propaganda mouthpiece. Some call him the space ghost, some call him Rod Cunthorpe. It's the newly bespectacled Mr. Ben Mundy. Great to be here, Paul. Thanks for the uh, kind words as always. I can see you on screen and you are now a member of the Specky 4 yeah, crew. I am. Half an hour ago, I went in and purchased my first ever pair of spectacles. Paul, another increasingly visible sign of my degradation. I like the, the Jurgen Klopp look. What's been going on in your world? I went down for a little way down the road there in Brighton, a, a mythical place known as Ship Pipe. I texted you and I said, I'm going for a surf and you went, where? Bournemouth Reef. It was somewhere worse. The real answer was actually, that was sarcastic. Yeah. Was oh, but then worse. I told you, when I got down there, we were waiting for the, um, waiting for the tide to drop so the one to two foot sort of wind break would just cap on the, um, on the effluent. <laughs> and um, this guy, I met this guy, a friend of my mate, Matt Barr, who I was surfing with, and he introduced me to this guy, and this guy goes to me, are you, are you the guy that did the um, Bournemouth Reef uh, internet review? And I was like, yeah. Which is just the thing, Paul, that shows you the internet doesn't forget, does it? You know, once you put you put something on YouTube, it, it doesn't go anywhere, does it? And uh, my review of Bournemouth Reef, done about 10 years ago, quite glowing on its first ever day, is still out there. And I'm, uh, that's probably my, uh, my one and only legacy, which is good. For anyone, anyone still out there that somehow hasn't seen Monday's YouTube clip of going to Bournemouth <laughs> Reef, please, without further ado, go onto YouTube and have a look at that. It was it's probably peak Monday, I would say, 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah, 2010, the whole new dawn, the artificial reef thing passing <laughs> over. Impressive. And I was there, I was there on the first day, Paul, I was on the coalface. I'm on the, I'm on the campsite, Ben, um, so regular fans might notice that, you know, our usual crystal clear sound quality is, I'm not going to say compromised, but it's just what it is. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the forest in France, I'm camping, I've, I've got no... I got no roof over my head. I just got some canvas flaps and the stars as my ceiling. Ben, um, it's our annual camping chat. We do this sort of once a year mm-hmm. um, with me chatting to you from a campsite and I'm um, living the dream, mate. Um, little bike path through the woods from here to the to the shed. Me and Alfie, the dog, been doing some epic dawnies as a sick left shorey. Um, I've been smoking Chopu's Trials winner Alan Ryu in hollow lefts. I've been giving board advice to sort of Polish Germans. I've been nude. I've been on magic mushrooms. You may or may not be surprised to know I, I haven't used the campsite toilets for a, for a sit-down toilet, so to speak. Um, once in a month, I've been using, I've been adding to the biomass of the beautiful Lond Forest. I've measured my favourite oak tree on the path on the way, which I estimate is 250 years old. I've seen loads of fauna, a big deer, a snake, loads of shrews, green lizards. I've seen a hobby hunting. I've watched the swifts leave. The swallows are still here. I've been in board shorts and lockdown ended on May the 11th. And it's actually in the last two weeks. So warm enough to surf in shorts. Good, good times. Happy days. Does sound all rather nice. And you've got rid of the kids and the wife. So you just like, it's, I, I sort of 
just three weeks on your own, Evan's just regressing back to, uh, I'm, I'm sort of thinking sort of late <laughs> 1997, uh, you got the short haircut, you've got the baggy, the baggy board shorts, you've got, you, you know, you're not fingering obviously, but there's, you, you're going back to those heady days. I can, I can see a regression happening and it, it's, it doesn't look good. I've got the baggy car heart. The baggy carts are like 12 different pockets on the outside of the calf. And, with, um, um, yeah. Four different uh, wax cones attached to it that dig into you when you, uh, when you lie down. Um, yeah, living the dream. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say got rid of the family, Ben. Sadly, they, sadly, they decided to, to, they chose a different path for the summer. So they've gone to Anglesey for the sort of family COVID get-together. And I haven't um, skillfully. I'm still here, just me and the dog. I've got a two-board quiver. I'm on fire. Um, I've also biked over to north of the Buray, so I've, I've crossed the sort of Rubicon, um, also known as Hosogoro Senos area, and had a couple of pints up at Le Surfing, which is officially the hottest spot on the coast. Now that's um, Reed Pinder and Carl Weezer, so a couple of OG legends have taken over Le Surfing, and it's loads of the old school coming out, the woodwork, and it's a good time. Great food, vegan options, pints. Weeze is epic. It's <laughs> a sort of glass well, I'm sort of, I thought sort of open all hours. I'm kind of saying that the, the old show with Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Barker and David, um, David Jason is, a, is that the vibe? I mean, is, is, is Reed front of house and, and Weese is sort of just propping up the bar or I mean, I would, if I was going to describe it on football terms, I would say Weeze is more in the libero role. He's right, that sort of just that He's that roaming kind of number 10 who can just pop up wherever he wants. But um, I would say, you know, in pubs, you get sort of normally 14-year-old girls or sort of the glass collectors. I would say that there are sort of 14-year-olds on their first day who get less easily distracted from collecting the glasses than <laughs> Louise. He like, just comes over to pick up a pint glass and he's, you can you can easily get him for an hour and 20. <laughs> like different single fins, that left up at wherever. Just like he loves yeah. sort of talking about test cricket, which is super cool for a sort of an American. Um, like, yeah, it's... Really go through the 1985 Cronulla, Cronulla Sharks like rugby league team, even though we didn't even support rugby league. Like, like <laughs> yeah, really into it. So um, I'm sure last time I was there, we all got a bit drunk and we'd said like we're definitely going up for the Headingley Test. And, like all kind of yeah, do it, do it. We'll get the flights. We've got the Test match. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a good time. Um, and it's sort of midsummer in, in Hoss, which I haven't done for a few years. And to be honest, I've got a bit of a phobia for it. But it's not been as bad as I, as I feared, Ben. I've actually been pleasantly surprised. And I've got to say, when it comes to the French, you know, and, you know, lots of things have been said about the French by lots of people, um, yourself included, and me. I think they're at their very fi- their finest is on a campsite. That's your, that's your, your French at their finest, I think. Um, they do. They, they just, drop the shackles a little bit, don't they? They're yeah, just they, that, yeah, the whole sort of like sort of socialism is kind of like works just about right on the campsite. It's just the right amount of sharing and privacy and that sort of their little barrier of politeness works really well. And everyone seems to get on there, sort of leave the kind of attitude at the, at the, at the gate. And everyone I've just so far has been a really positive experience. I've also been chatting to some, just some sort of legends of, of various level. I've obviously been, the last pod uh, was with Sean Pertwee. Did you catch that one, Ben? No, I didn't. I, I didn't ah, get that one. Good. I mean, I was sort of, I was backlogged with your uh, Andy Higgins sort of podcast as well. So sure, there's, okay. There's so much, so much to I think, I, I'll check the stats. I think Higo pod might still have had more plays than um than Gotham star and sort of A-list actor Sean, Sean Pertwee. But yeah, had a good chat with him. 
Um, wavelength driving cinema, of course, happening at the moment, Ben. Yeah. I know you're mad keen to try and get down there if you can, but um, it's happening all summer. Um, it's cult classics from the clifftops of Cornwall. Point Break is actually showing tonight, but every every weekend all summer there's a Point Break showing. I talked to Derek Donauer, DD, the man who did the stunt. I've had to die for Patrick Swayze. There's a cool feature up on wavelengthmag.com um, where Derek talks us through the stunts. Um, even got a little... A little hit back from uh, Lisa Nimi Swayze, the late Patrick Swayze's wife got in touch. So she's a Wavelength fan as well. Um, and I said, make sure you check out the next episode of the pod. So I'm sure she'll be tuning in. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Um, yeah, I mean, I think your rolling series of essays on on, <laughs> on surf culture, on, on blue juice in particular, <laughs> and of course, Point Break and Endless Summer too. I mean, for me, it's... It's straight at the cutting edge of surf relevance. And, I, I mean, I don't think, it, probably with the exception of Bill Finnegan's missives of big wave surfing in Madeira, that sort of, that, those, those sort of long, long reads, I, I don't think anything else right now in the surf world sort of really really getting to the nub of, of what we're about. I mean, I really enjoyed, even in one of your pieces, you obviously mentioned um, the hyper-relevant, um, what was a bit about the Cornwall Solidarity Action Group and paying the, the Tamar Bridge toll in, in, in one, one piece and two piece? And I just thought, <laughs> man, this is a man that he just knows what the surf world wants. He's not afraid to give it to them. I was really impressed, Paul. I mean, it looks like the, um, the driving, I've seen the photos, looks amazing from the, the drone shots right on the, on the cliffs. And the weather's going off its tits right now. So we're down there. It's going to be huge. You've had your shred at, you've had your shred at Brighton. Have you otherwise just been living? What else have you been doing? We had a really good chat to, um, I think we may have mentioned him before, but um, Niccolo Porcella, born in New York, uh, raised in Maui to Italian parents. Uh, he's probably best known for his uh, famous big wave wipeout at Chopu, I think 2016, when we went over the falls on a towing, uh, towing chopes. But yeah, he's just got a new... Um, documentary out. He was originally a kite surfer and gymnast and a cliff diver, and he's got into wingsuit um, flying and also base jumping. And what he's current, um, I had a chat to him. We might have a snippet of it, but yeah, he in Sardinia mainly. He SUP paddles out to an island, does a super technical climb with his backpack on, with his wingsuit, climbs up to the top of these massive cliffs, base jumps off it in his wingsuit, flies back down to his SUP picks up some plastic on his way and then SUPs back to his little home in Sardinia. He's a cool guy. You can talk shit about SUP if you want, although I never would because I launched a lucrative uh, commentary career on the APP World Tour late last year. But um, if you, you want to make it... it if, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you want to make it legit, take a foot wing foil, whatever it's called, base jumping thing, jump yeah. off a cliff as well. Speaking of equipment, Ben, I don't know how up to speed you or the listener are on my, on my magic shortboard, but um, first first sort of legit shortboard I've got in 10 years at least, um, the Bradley Onya magic board. Sort of got it by accident, didn't, didn't really want it, but ended up with it. Great board. As soon as I realized it was a good board, which is from the get-go, I've just destroyed it. All I have to do is look at it and, like, it knocks a fin out. Like, I think third surf, I jumped on some sort of a dry lava outcropping in the Canaries and put, like, it looked like I'd been shot with a shotgun underneath. I, it was actually stuck on the reef and I had to, like, kind of pull it off. Like, yeah, and then I snapped my nose off the other day. And this sort of work, I've never snapped, I've ever snapped a nose. Snapped a few boards, not loads, but never snapped a nose. So, 
it was amazing waves. Like, I just dream barreling rights at Cap Breton. So good. Just these triangles, four foot, just perfect blue. And obviously, I went left and I was just doing an off the soup on a bit of white water. I'm <laughs> like, barreling right. And I just tried to sort of do a Rio on, on, on a white one, sat the nose. Um, bit annoyed anyway so i got that repaired i've dinged it again since then but it's a great board and it's still it's still serving me really really well back on the short boards ben so would we call it a short board it's like 33 liters yeah that for you definitely was, uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not a bonza it's not a two plus one it's not asymmetrical it's not a twin pin a good board it's just it's just a board ben <laughs> Ben, let's move on to good, bad. First of all, what have you got? Then? Obviously, there's been um, I've been keeping close eye on the pounding swells that's been hitting the east coast of Australia, and um, there's been it's been huge, especially around Sydney at Dead Man's, which is a slab break, and the beaches, like proper ten foot barrels. And the one man that stood out is a man called Ollie Doucette, who's a amputee. He's uh, lost his leg in an accident in Bali like two years ago. And he's just been absolutely charging every swell that has been on and it's been macking. He's been out there getting the biggest waves, getting the biggest wipeouts on one leg. And he's just this, he's like just on a mission. He surfed Nazare at the end of last year. Uh, he surfed Pipe and he's just getting better and fitter. And he's just, I had a, had a chat with him. He's so pumped to, to ride big waves. And I think he's been a bit of an inspiration. So, I think um, it's, it's quite like that East Coast swell where a few of the sort of just underground charges have, have just popped up. There's a guy, uh, another guy called Curly Flowers on Instagram who got the biggest wave at Dead Man's, like a 10, 12-footer. And, uh, yeah, so Ollie Doucette, legendary one-legged charger and just underground charges coming out of the woodwork. I've been enjoying that, pool. Yeah, that's the cool thing about the big Oz swells, isn't it? If that sort of similar thing happened in Europe, you'd, everyone that ended up getting a clip or a pick would be sort of professional surfer wouldn't they there's Oz is just these like random dudes that like you sort of are just nobodies in like there's like that one I don't know if it's you know, I can't remember the name of the guy there's like one wave at Dead Man's it's like a 15 there's a video of like it's like 15 foot barrel and it yeah. kind of like doggy doors the first section then goes again it's pretty mental yeah it's Chris Luff he's right an 8 foot like Dylan Longbottom board and like people try to interview him he's like he's like a I think he's a lifeguard. He's like, no, I'm not doing any interviews. I'm just not into it. No, like, see, no one could even ask him, but he's like, just literally shut down. He's like, yeah, I got a good way at the end of. He's not holding up a little thing of moisturizer or a sort of kombucha and trying to sort of get sort of 25 quid out of advertising that on his Insta. Not at all. He's just Ooh, charging okay. massive waves on an eight foot gun. Good shit. Yeah, East Coast uh, swells. I felt like it's sort of like, broadly kind of indifferent to swells anywhere, anywhere else. And I'd probably put East Coast to. Oz swells just slightly above the outer bank swells in, in my kind of in the, uh, the, the outer banks would be the ones I care about the least oh, Magic Seaweed loves <laughs> loves an east coast of east coast of the USA sort of barrels he just like just, they do. just don't care like, always, always starts off and driving through the rain it's like so what it's fucking windy and wet yeah now I'm because I'm from that part of the world I kind of I do like like it but I think um, was it maybe Nick Carroll proposed that is is Sydney the best surf city in the world? And he he said yes. I'm I'm, I'm sort of happy to agree with him to be honest. 
Okay. Yeah, maybe. Could I mean, be, it's really like right in the middle of Sydney. That Dead Man's is literally at the, almost in the entrance to Sydney Harbour, mainly one of the most populated parts of the coast, and there's 12, 15 foot barrels reeling off. But anyway, yeah, I enjoyed it. What do you got? Quick Pro France finally gets its just desserts. Uh, Monday, I, I told you many times, I said, Monday, let me do the talking and we'll be hosting the Quick Pro France. I said, one day. Not too far off. We'll be there calling the Gravier Pits. We'll be walking through Hossegor in the evening, going to Tontjean in our sort of flannel shirt and our Uggs with fans asking us for selfies. Um, but no, we haven't got promoted to TT. Um, just the quick pro France has been relegated to a QS. Yes. It's the promised land. Uh, surfing's coming home. I mean, obviously no one's actually asked us, but I think Paddy Power or Bet Fred or any of those toxic online gambling things would probably have us about evens to be hosting the next quick pro France in 2021, Ben. How does that make you feel? Oh, as you said, Paul, it's just, it's, you know, if you just wait long enough, <laughs> events will eventually be downgraded enough. And uh, yeah, I think it's our time. You know, I think, look, Strider, Ronnie, they do a great job, but they're just not fit for the QS. They're not, they're not QS ready. They've done their thing. They've had a go. They've given it a fair crack. And now it's time for some of the, Young, exciting, innovative. I mean, you know, some call us the kind of groms um, of the commentary world in our mid-40s to kind of really step up to the plate, to use a striderism. Bring it on, mate. We're going to be, hopefully, I mean, I'm pretty sure I will. Um, not, not so sure about you, but I'll do what I can. But I'll be very surprised if I'm not in that booth saying welcome to Le Gravier, fuckers, this time next year or October next year. Let's see. Watch this space, Monday. What else have you got that's good? I was being invited by WC Europe to help out with a little proposal. And basically the, the 1500 QS, which is, you know, that's our bread and butter, isn't it, Paul? That's where we really step up. So we've done something about best work. And there have been an Anglet. Unfortunately, the pro Anglet, the deeply pro Anglet has been cancelled due to the COVID restrictions. But that, that, such is the commitment. They're not going to just sit back and say, no, they've done a five-part web series. And I've been asked to, to jump in and talk to some of the key players. And I'll tell you what, Paul, I mean, that's kind of two weeks work, and I, I, I don't I don't see it as a chore. It's, I just see it as a as a commitment to the QS cause. And uh, you know, so what if I take oh, 14 hours to organise a five minute chat with Vasco Ribeiro? It doesn't matter because it's about the QS, and that's where I really just I want to I want to just keep ploughing that furrow. Well, there's going to be an event, isn't there? September. There is. Um, yeah. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be hosting it. We're broadcasting it. It's, the, it's like a European. What's it? There's two two. It's a double header. There's one in Anglet and one down in Edisada. So they've stepped up and made some yeah specialty events. So um, and it's gonna be held down in Anglet. Got I think three days to run a a day's worth of waves. September prime time. You think we can get some waves down there? And um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm not sure of who the field is or who's gonna turn up. But what so. Just to, in summary, the was all doing these speciality events. The US one is happening really soon. That's at Slater Surf Ranch. That's like Toledo and Caroline Marks and obviously Kelly and like some of the biggest names in surfing. In Oz, they're doing a sort of a mobile format. There's two in Australia. There's one in at South Stratty, but they've got that's right. They've got a two month window for two days, so just whenever the swell's good. They've got one at Margaret River, which is mobile that's as well. So they've got a mobile event West Oz, you know, arguably the best place to surf anywhere. They've got Straddy, like sick. And we've got you and me hosting <laughs> Anglet with like <laughs> two foot, like um, Jesus on the cross, sort of arm out sort of turn. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Although the Australian one, Australia, it, I mean, I talk about cutting edge. They've brought back some of the key names of surfing, like B. Durbage is involved, Parco, obviously. Um, I think Josh Kerr, yeah, they've, they've gone sort of the, the OG route. But yeah, we'll see who turns up in um, turns up in Anglet. I reckon some of those high, you know, surely like Joanne Giroux and some of those legends of the, um, of the French scene will be there, won't they? The Portugal one too looks amazing. I mean, that's just completely mobile, isn't it, between Nazare and Panish. When I was um, talking to uh, your friend of mine, Pauline Addo, who I think you've Popo. been, you've been sh- Popo, you've been shrouping with. Yeah. I was talking to her about the event in Anglet and I, I, I told her about the Portugal event and I said, yeah, it's, it's mobile between Nazare and, <laughs> and Erisera and uh, you should have seen her eyes when I mentioned Nazare. And she like, popped out of her head and I was like, yeah, you better, you better pack that 11-7, Popo. You could be on. Paul, what have you got mm. What else have I got that's good? Well, I touched on it earlier, but I think it's really time to once again just mention the Wavelength Drive-In Cinema. Cult classics from the clefftop to Cornwall. If you like cult surf films, if you like social distancing helping protect NHS staff and frontline workers, if you like beautiful Watergate Bay, if you like beer, which includes uh, non-alcoholic uh, beer for drivers or drives, as they're known in the Southwest, or Korev for boozers, if you like food, popcorn, a great, great time. Get your ticks before they sell out and the inevitable disappointment of, well, not fear of missing out, just missing out, MO. Um, the best part is the screenings start, Ben. Do you know what time the screenings start? Um, just on dark, I would say. Because that is sundown. So rather than going with some arbitrary, you know, 9pm, some sort of made-up sort of construct of time, it's literally in tune with the rhythms of the universe. The big yellow orb dips into the great western horizon. And that's when the fun starts Monday. And yeah, really good reception so far. Everyone's having a great time. So Wavelength Driving Cinema, cult classics from the clifftops of Cornwall. And while I'm just mentioning that, I should probably say as well, you can even get a fantastic subscription offer to the magazine, two premium print editions for Wavelength, and your subs gift ticket for the drive-in cinema event. Now that is value for money and you're really just becoming a really happy part of the Wavelength community, aren't you? You're just stoked on that. Sorry, what have we got coming up, Paul? Great question, Ben. Um, As I mentioned, we've got Point Break is showing all summer long. We've got Endless Summer 1, Endless Summer 2. Great articles about those movies and why they're important up on wavelengthmag.com. I've also got like Dogtown and Z-Boys. If you like sort of Cornish sea shanties, there's that Fisherman's Friends kind of feel-good film too. Um, there's all sorts going on. Check out wavelengthmag.com and check out Driving Cinema. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, mm. Is that the advertorial? We should flag that as advertorial? Or? So, no, sorry. No, no, it is there because it's, it's not. It's, it's actually content and it's relevant, so don't, no need to flag that at all. Then um, after day comes night, after sun comes rain. What have you got? Obviously the death of um, Derek Ho was bad, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Paul? Uh, it's the surf world. Yeah, well, you, you, finger on the pulse. What, what actually happened? Do we know what happened to him? Is it a heart no, attack? attack? Right. Yeah, which may have been considering he was riding 30-foot pipe when he was 55 is maybe not, not surprising. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was obviously no, no one wants to see a uh, legend of the sport go down, and uh, he, he went. So, yeah, Derek Ho, I think Sam George did a pretty good um, – uh, piece on, on, on why people liked 
Derek so much. Did you do a post? Did you did you do an Instagram post of the praying hands or did no, you do much did you do much output? No, I just um walked outside. Did you tell a story about oh, I remember one I would never claim to know him, but once when I was there and he didn't need to lend me some wax. One of them that people yeah. like to do and not not Derek, but just post service in general. Not 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 one of them. I never really knew Andy, but once I needed a wee in Dick's soundbar and so did he. Praying hands, praying hands. There's a lot of sort of chat about how, how good his style was and what, and what a stylist he was. But in, in, at Pipe, he was clearly amazing. But I went and saw him at sort of three-foot beach breaks in the Newcastle Surface competition. And I always thought his style was a little bit sort of wide stance, personally. I don't want you know, to go in too deep with that sort of that thing. But I, I don't know if he was, his surfing style was one of his uh, – he'd be most remembered for. Well, it was – it was definitely recognisable, wouldn't it? You'd say that. He was at the Azores, the Masters event, uh, two years ago now. I was amazed by how little he was. I mean, there's literally nothing to him. He had a cool like raster spray on his board and the, the really wide stance. But um, he's tiny, like really oh. light. I don't know how much he weighed, but like, I mean, not eight stone or something. Like he was really like a small guy, which I don't know, for some reason, we always think like big, big pipe barrels he got at like, have pecs and be like kind of you know a bit a bit hench but not at all he was so slight just goes to show it's all about positioning isn't it and just sort of skill and reading the wave nothing to do with bicep none of that nonsense monday um yeah rest in rest in peace uncle uncle derek paul what else have you got that is do you listen to the bobby martinez uh beach grip podcast i did not uh, i've quite i like the beach grip part actually one of the things i know about it is to the guests quite often have less interesting stuff to say than, than the host. And, I, and I was really hoping for fireworks from Bobby. I was like, oh, awesome. This isn't something you never, ever see, like podcast Bobby Martinez. So I don't know what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something, nothing. He just gave us nothing. I mean, seriously, he's, he's still moaning about the judging. Like, mate, you haven't been on tour. You haven't been on the tour for eight years, and he was he was crying about the judging. He's not like ah oh, taking a different view now and like looking back and just saying ah oh, you know sort of half the world basically have to walk twelve miles a day to get clean water, and I just got paid to like serve. He's like still moaning. He's basically saying like the judges they shouldn't judge because everyone's trying. What? It didn't make any sense. Like I don't know how he wants to pick the winner. Just give everyone the world title at the end. Um, well, so he said like he didn't think he's like yeah all they care about is money because they just fine you if you like do something wrong I was like but he didn't he didn't offer another discipline like method of making you do press ups or something but um, I'm basically saying he's not motivated by money you know money doesn't motivate him at all so it's like you don't like contests the, you don't like the idea of being judged for surfing you don't like money how do you end up on fucking tour mate like how did you get on the CT did you trip up and go oh fuck I'm on the CT like why, why are you traveling around the world doing surf contests if you don't like money and you don't like surf competitions? Like he, just, he, and he just likes monster drink. He, he doesn't actually get paid by him. He just, he just loves the stuff. That's why he's got that big green M on his fucking back. There's a, good, there's a couple of bits I picked up. I was really hoping for something. He didn't give us much. He had a bit of a go at Kalani Rock, which I really liked. Um, as you know, I've got a file on K-Rock. I'm pretty sure he's a psychopath or an alien lizard. Um, so I added Bobby's comments to my file. Uh, but obviously heavily asterisked because, you know, take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. But you had to go at Kalani. Um, but he was talking about Paul Fisher, obviously former Reef teammate Fisher, and they were having a bit of a giggle about that. And Bobby was like going, oh, who's that guy, that old DJ guy? 
He's like, yeah, who's that DJ guy? And Riley was like, what, fat boy Slim? He's like, no, the old guy, DJ guy with glasses. And he's, he's talking about Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Surely you sort of must know that Elton John isn't an old DJ. <laughs> Come on, mate. I was just dying for a bit of insight. Nothing. They were talking about boxing at great length you know, for a change. Surfer likes fighting sports. Um, imagine that. He didn't have any. They're like, just like, who's your, who's your favorite? Like, who's, inspired, you know, who's inspired you? And you think of a sport that's got so many kind of characters, like amazing stories, you know? And he, could, he didn't, none. He was just oh. like, oh, just guys I know on the street. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I did like the part that he was sort of a bit anti-establishment when he's on tour, but he has got literally fucking nothing to say. Do you like Bob? What's your, what's your Bobby stance? Um, how, do you, how do you feel about, oh, about Bob's? Bob's, I just think, I think he did one potentially interesting interview. As in all these guys, he was just happened to be very good at surfing. Yeah, I just think he was a good surfer. I have no interest in hearing what he's got to say about anything, to be honest. That's what I did listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm the dumb, I don't want to be no part, no fucking dumb tennis tour. That, that's the yeah, I mean, that was his, yeah. that's the best thing he's ever done, clearly. Still was a high point, but it's still sort of unclear what he was talking about. And it, even with that, entertaining that was he he got that wrong because he was basically moaning about the mid-season rotation and the mid-season rotation brought on john john florence and gabriel medina on tour that year medina even won events that year so run two you won two so even there he was even wrong about that all right that'll do it for part one coming up in part two find out why matt Barr, looking sideways podcast host is decked out head to toe in Patagonia gear while Ben Mundy is still wearing the H&M 2012 chinos and chest pocket tee. That's coming up in part two. Any of you kind of multi-sport enthusiasts, you'll really love the chat. We had a quick catch up with Nicolo Porcella, told us about a little thing he likes to do which involves a bit of supping, sounds fairly pedestrian so far. Then he gets involved in a bit of base jumping and wing suiting and that kind of thing. Cool chat with the man who probably had the most infamous wipeout of all time, that horrific one at Chilpool a couple of years ago. We're going to chat with Nicola Pocella, and I'll just take this opportunity to remind you, do go on to wavelengthmag.com. Do get your tickets for driving cinema happening all summer long, of course. The endless summers one and two, not to be missed at all. The chance to see those absolute classics on the big screen from your own rig. On the clifftops of Cornwall, a bunch of other cool movies planned throughout the summer as well. Make sure you go online and get your ticks for that. Don't forget our subs offer with a free ticket as well as two premium print editions of the magazine. Let's get on with the rest of the show. That one is the, that's what I'm, you know, working on these, these next few years. And it's really about combining the different elements. So I, you know, it's, it's been about all these past years. I don't know if you've seen the, the highlight reel. I did Elements in 2015. Um, actually, 2016 is when it came out. But it's about doing all the different sports and, and living your dream, living your passion. So combining everything, it's not really combined. It's really just practicing everything. Except now we're combining all in one the, the elements of water, rock, you know, earth and air 
by stand up paddling across like the project that we did is to get to some of these jumps we have to cross uh, the sea cross the water so we stand up paddle from one island to another island to get down to the beach and you know take out our waterproof bag and get our uh, stash bag and start hiking up with the ropes and and camelots and carabiners and then we climb uh, traditional routes like climbing routes with with 30 pound uh, backpack on which has our wingsuit and our base rig and water and food and stuff like that and then we climb to the top of these peaks and then we fly down and uh, and land on the beach and put everything away and stand a paddle back to the island so wow. it's kind of like yeah it's a, it's kind of a new thing which is uh, which is basically like doing a triathlete instead of doing a triathlete, you're, you're stand-up paddling, you're hiking a mountain, you're climbing the mountain, and then you're flying down. And then at the same time, we're combining also a little bit of the environmental, you know, uh, awareness of cleaning the beach, cleaning the mountain. Whenever you're, you're down in these places, it's not just organizing events. It's, it's about doing it every time that you go down. And so we're kind of putting out this message and this awareness of taking care of uh, the places that we go to that are so beautiful. Like you'll see the documentaries where we're in these amazing deserted beaches and places where there's nobody and there's a bunch of plastic, uh, you know, bottles and cups and, and you know, you know what I'm saying? And basically cleaning everything up as much as you can, bringing with you. And, um, you know, every time we can make a little effort. So we're combining everything, the awareness of, uh, of the plastic pollution and, um, and then at the same time, yeah, just the, the, the friendship and, and teamwork and cooperation between my partner and I and the people that we're surrounded by that helped, you know, make this project happen. So it's kind of like a, a combination of, of, of everything. Ever innovating, Evans has come up with a brand new segment for the show. We're going to test not only your sort of mental prowess, but also your friendship. Um, you mentioned at the start of the show you had a surf with a fellow podcaster, Matt Barr. Obviously got the Looking Sideways pod, brilliant pod. Hey up, how's it going? It's Matt, you're listening to Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. Really good one with Matt Warshaw. Did you hear the Matt Warshaw pod recently? Yeah, I touched on it. Yeah, I didn't listen to the whole okay. thing, but you know, he, he hit me up to ask about Matt, and I gave him a few notes. One of the legends of... And I'm right. I'm right in thinking that you you and Matt used to have a... Did you used to have a, little, a thing, a business, or you were partners in, in, your, in your agency? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Matt both were business. Uh, he's been a friend of... My wife's, and so I went to see right. 20, and yeah, we're really close. And yeah, we had six, seven years working together. And, then we're still- and when you when you were in the office around the water cooler, did he sometimes use words that you didn't know the meaning of? Was was communication a, a problem, or did you did you manage to understand each other about okay? Uh, no, we're pretty good. He's a very, very intelligent man, but uh, so am I. So we, 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 <laughs> we, um, we, we <laughs> um, I could, you know, big words didn't phase us, Paul. Well, Ben, let's find out. It's a brand new part of the show, and it's called... Are you smarter than a smooth-talking Matt Barr steward? The Encyclopedia of Surfing is Matt's Sisyphean attempt to document the history of surfing through the sight of the same name. What I want to know is, what is Matt's Sisyphean attempt? Question one, what's a Sisyphean attempt? (laughs) 
I fucking don't know. I assume it's some type of uh, mythological word where someone documented their own life, but I'm literally making it up as I go along. So He's referring to Sisyphus, who's the cruel king of Corinth, condemned forever to roll a huge stone up a hill in Hades, oh. only to have it roll down again. Yes. And you're not you're from one so far. Let's move on. This one should be a little bit easier. This is a truly quixotic undertaking. Truly quixotic undertaking. What's that mean, Ben? What's quixotic? <laughs> probably, you've probably heard of that one, but what does it actually mean? Is that relating to Don Quixote? Yes, but what does it mean? Um, fuck, I don't know either. I... When I'm thinking of okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take pass. I'll take uh, pass. I'll have a stab. Uh, I thought it meant a taking on a life that is not in straightforward, so a very sort of a rambling approach to life. I might give you, it's, it's foolishly impractical, especially in the pursuit of ideals or marked by rash, lofty, romantic ideas or extravagantly chivalrous action. I'm going to give you half a point for there because you, you sort of got to work that one out. Question, are you smarter than a smooth-talking Matt Barstool? Answer, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I said I was at the start. Possibly. <laughs> the, the trickiest one of all. Matt Barr's going to fucking love this. Something we discussed in this episode. And in its Borhasian infinity. Okay, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I want to know is, what, what is a Borhasian infinity? Is it, is it Gigzit? Is it Gigzit passing the schools there? Borhasian infinity. Is it, is it Borhaus. The Borhaus movement. The Borhaus movement was an art, <laughs> art movement that originated that's in... Ba- that's, Bau- that's Bauhaus. And, oh. yeah, no, you're, you're oh. way... You, you couldn't be any 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 further off from Bauhaus to a Borhaisian. I don't, I don't know a pass on that one. Okay, well, in this particular instance, Matt is obviously referring to Jorge Luis Borges, who was an Argentinian writer, particularly known for short fiction such as Clon... Okbar Orbis Tertius uh, from 1940 and The Lottery in Babylon in 1941, which have a metaphysical, fantastic quality. So what does Borhaus and Infinity mean? Like, I still don't understand. In reference, what's the Infinity business? I still don't really understand either, but I think he's saying it's sort of mystical. I don't really know. Good, what did, good innovation to the show there for me. I yeah, thought. it was good. I like that. I'm gonna, I, should count, I should do some research on my own and counter. I, I did thought I was going to do a, a blue juice type quiz, but I might save that for the for the, uh, the next one. Now, if there's anything you want to know about blue juice, I'm your guy. Um, yeah, hit me up. Or Point Break, or Endless Summer One, or Two, or Derek, or Swayze, oh, Perters, or any of me new close mates. Here we are, Ben. What's coming up for the rest of the summer, Monday? What are you, what are you looking at? What are you looking at doing? Have you got more time at um, Brighton? Oh, actually, Pipe? I was talking or... about that. I've got a week next week down in your old stomping grounds, down the old Chalabar region. Oh, nice. Yeah, Chalabar. Hitting hitting uh, Killington for a week down on the South Devon coast. Got um, got Kippy, little new surfboard. What's he got? What's Kip on? Uh, hang on, have you got him a Cavianca? Did you get him a free Matt Cavianca? <laughs> no, he's just got a little... Uh, Scott Burke, uh, sort of not as good as a Mick Fanning softboard. And we're going to get right. that coast, your old stomping ground down near Plymouth where you uh, 
went to university and um, ran a bar down there. Okay. You mean Shalabar, where I famously uh, made the semi-finals in the Who Is Man South Coast Challenge in two thousand? Yeah, oh, there were there were some cries of foul play, seeing as I sort of helped organise the event, and there were some people, yeah, there was some there was some talk going on around that maybe it influenced the judging. No way, Ben! I got there on surfing talent alone. Oh, that reminds you, um, like when I won the. Um, Southern Stanhill Sensational 70 single fin surf offs and sausages that were sponsored by the Shell Service Station on the second Saturday of September, and I uh, I won the event. And there was uh, there was a lot of uh, there was talk about that. Yeah, and then I'm going to come over. I think over to France for in August. Obviously, um, can't stay at your place unless I bunk up in the van, sort of mano a mano of man stew in the van, which I'm not really sort of up for. So I might go down and stay at Richard Marsh's. <laughs> Okay, well, that's going to wrap things up for episode 18 of It's Not The Length. It's been another cracking show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. Give us as many stars as you feel appropriate, anywhere between five and five. I think it's probably a fair reflection of the quality. In the meantime, don't forget to stay tuned for forthcoming announcements. We're going to be wrapping up our drive-in cinema at the end of the summer holes um, with a little bit of a bang some cool stuff planned for that so do keep checking in and finding out what exactly is going on at Wavelength Drive-In Cinema not to be missed look forward to seeing you down there on the clifftops tops.